You're now locked in to another episode of Unboxing Scripture. Just friends hanging out, reading unfamiliar and familiar scriptures, unpacking truths that we can apply to our daily routine, a fun look at the Word of God, a chance to laugh and learn at the same time. Welcome to Unboxing Scripture, not your typical unboxing channel. Well, hey, everybody. Thanks for logging on to Unboxing Scripture. I've got a guest with me, Greg Martin, who, I mean, yeah. So just so everybody else knows, uh, the guy that is sitting at the table with me today, Greg Martin, is so single. So, you know, <laughs> single and ready to mingle there. Right. Like long walkers on the beach. Uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So, okay. Well, we want to jump into some Scripture real quick. And then it says in Matthew chapter 3, we'll start in verse 16, it says, when he had been baptized, Jesus came up immediately from the water, and behold, the heavens were opened to him. And he saw the Spirit of God descending like a dove, uh, and it began to land upon him. And suddenly a voice came from heaven saying, this is my beloved Son, in whom I am well pleased. Now there's a bunch of cool things here, like this is the first time in Scripture we, we actually see God the Father recognize Jesus's as as his son not just mary but to jesus uh but i love the fact like this is the the first and like last thing jesus hears from god is this affirmation of hey you're my son and not only are you my son but i'm well pleased with you and then immediately jesus steps out into the wilderness it says he's led into the wilderness by the holy spirit and the first question the devil has is uh, this is in now in verse three, it says, now when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. Jesus is so awesome. Like his immediate answer is it is written, man should not live by every bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of the father. And I often like now I read that and I'm like, is he taking us back to that moment of coming up out of the wall? I see what you're saying. Yeah, because the, the first thing he's challenging is just his idea of what the word is, and the last word that he did was just his validation as a son. Yeah. that um, And not only are you a son, but you're knocking out of the park, you know, and yep. I'm pleased with you. And it's like the first thing the enemy does is attack the last word that Jesus got from the Father God. And, it, yeah, and actually when you look at the parable of the sower, um, it talks about immediately, the enemy immediately comes for the word, um, I mean, to, to steal it. Yeah. steal it to uproot it to destroy it whatever he can do thankfully jesus got through that right but i i you know the there's a spot in the scripture after that where it talks about the temptations were less to the flesh less to the eyes and the pride of life mm. you know and um i i i'd never seen it the way that you had just mentioned i'd always pictured like those three like the like the less to the flesh but Oh, oh, the temptations right, as the, those three different temptations, like the lust of the flesh, the food. Yeah. Lust, okay, walk me through that again. What? Right, so lust of the flesh, lust of the eyes, and pride of life. I always just kind of put that as the three oh, temptations. Oh, man. You know, so it's like yeah. I, 40 days. Like, I'll tell, you, I'll tell you right now that I smelled bacon yesterday in the sanctuary. Oh, not, and, not in the sanctuary, in a hallway. Yeah, and you're fasting right now. Right, right. So, so I had a little bout. <laughs> <laughs> <It's> a, <laughs> some, 
Yeah. Uh, somebody was asking me, they're like, what's one, uh, it was the first time they've been doing a, like a, a fast and they're like, mm-hmm. man, it's just, I'm amazed at how accessible food is everywhere uh-huh. and like how aware I am of it. I said, right. yeah, it's almost like it creates this consciousness that sin is that accessible everywhere in our life. Oh, geez. And we don't even realize it. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I literally have been on a fast, walked into, you know, the office kitchen, and there's, you know, a donut or someone brought something in, and I grab it, and I'm holding it, and I'm like, oh, crap, I shouldn't be, I can't eat this. Mm-hmm. I've got it in my hand, and I'm ready right. to go. And it's this whole thing of, like, when, especially when you're fasting, there's this realization of, oh, wow, it's really super easy to expose yourself to sin because I'm, it's literally all around me. The same way food and all this stuff is all around me. Right. You know, my intention wasn't to walk in here and have bacon, but now I can't help but right. think about bacon. Right. And it's what I, what we're mindful of, right? So I was, mm. uh, I, I guess this, it's not recorded this way, but what do you think Jesus was thinking about? I mean, I think you probably said it, that Jesus was thinking about the last word he just got when that temptation got up. He's like, I'm pleased with you. Well, my father is pleased with me. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to do this thing. You know, Jesus is the son of God. Oh, yeah. And he's the son of man. Yeah. You know, who is all points tested as we are, you know. And, you know, at some point, he, I think he, he had to make a decision that he's not going to do that. 40 days without food. Good grief. I'm eating nicely vegetable stuff. I'm not eating as much. I'm hungry more often, but I'm cutting these things out. I'm not suffering. Yeah. <laughs> not like 40 days with, I mean, yeah. Well, and that's, I'm, to your point, there's yeah. been times on a fast, I'm like, man, I am eating to my capacity while I'm fasting. I don't think I should be doing this. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I'm just eating differently. Right. And I'm right. like, oh. Because I, I do think sometimes when you're, when you're on a fast or you're doing something like that, you get hung up on what you're consuming and you right. miss the point of, oh, I'm, I'm doing this to discipline my flesh to become sensitive to the spirit. Yep. So when I'm spending time with God, I'm more sensitive to, to God talking to me. Yeah. And I th- it's really easy to get caught up on the, well, honestly, the flesh side of the fast, which yep. is the food, the diet, and all of that, and miss all of the things that God is trying to open up to you. So, you know, I mean, it's our responsibility once we get the word to keep the word. Ooh. You know, right, because it's it's not just receiving it; it's keeping it after you after you got it. That's got to be part of stewardship, right? Because you you get the word from God, and it's right. now stewarding that word with your life, right? Oh man, right. such a good point there, right? It, well, it, it directs us, right? And, it, and it's fun because we meditate it. We don't necessarily know how to, it's going to manifest sometimes, but it it does as we walk through. Yeah, but, but how many times have we received a word from God, and we expect that word just to self manifest? I mean, right. Or maybe there's some sort of direct action I take, like the one thing I got to do to make the thing happen. I don't yeah. know if you ever thought about that. Man. Yeah. No, yeah. I, but I think there is such a thing. I mean, stu- stewarding the word. Yeah. What, what was that word that God gave you? What was the last thing God said to you? And how have you stewarded that in the waiting? Mm-hmm. Ah. Well, and, and when I, when I think of like one of my, one of my all time favorite verses is John 14, 23. And it talk is, Jesus, 22 or 23, mm-hmm. Jesus was talking to his disciples, and he says, this is how you love me. You know, and if and he says, if any man or woman keeps yeah. my word, my father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. 
you know, so not only does stewarding that word, I mean, produce a benefit. I mean, I, I think that very act uh, allows the presence of God in our lives in a way that's that that's where people start seeing that type of stuff on. He's like, whoa, what's on this guy? Yeah. You know, you know, they don't. They might not like how you got there, but they like the they like the fruit at least in that moment. You know, if that makes yeah. sense. The, oh yeah, the manifest presence of God. On Every, everybody wants to be Joseph at the end of the story. <laughs> right. Nobody wants to be Joseph. No jail time. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, I mean, but that's that's just it. Everybody wants to be you on the side of your testimony, but not through the test. Right. Right. Yeah. Because those testimonies aren't as fun to listen to, right? When, yeah. When they're just, I'm struggling right now. And then that's the end of your story. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, do you remember when we had that conversation? It's when you're beginning or you're having to begin again. Oh, we yeah. We are talking about the video this fast. Yeah, yeah. That's, I mean, I think especially like if you're, if you're used to knowing, if you, if you've already confronted issues in your life and you're kind of familiar with the process, knowing that you have to start something new <laughs> sometimes can be. There's so much truth to just, okay, I've. I'm messed up, yeah. but that doesn't mean I'm done. Right. And that's a big thing, especially, you know, uh, and especially when you're in a relationship with God, the father, and you have an enemy that's always bringing up your mess. I guess that kind of comes back to like, what are you mindful of when you're thinking about quitting? You know, mm-hmm. you're thinking about the pain more than you are, you know, the reason that you're doing it to begin with, you know, that's cool. All right, let's let's start to wrap this thing up. All right, I, I love the fact that Jesus responds every time with "It is written." Yeah, because it that that's a model. If if we as Christians just took that and realized we are to be proactive with our tools, that when we walk through moments of temptations, if we could have something on the inside of us begin to come up that says already, "Oh no, it's written." Man, if you love the Lord your God with all your heart, you'll keep his commandments. Yes. You know, uh, it is written, I've hidden your word in my heart that I might not sin against you. Oh, it is written, you know, uh, those who love the Lord are not easily offended. It's like, oh, (laughs) just all of a sudden it's like, oh, the design of this for success is to have some more scripture in me than temptation that is going on around me mindful yeah because you know jesus was there 40 days you know i don't think he had a calendar it said it was going to be 40 days and here's his trial so he was going about whatever he's supposed to be doing in the desert yeah not eating and well fasting yeah you know in prayer or whatever um he was doing there and then one day it happened you know and i think you know in life it it, it, it's i think this is a great reminder to to really we need to be constantly oh this is preaching to me <laughs> oh, cool. cool. Well, because cause we need to be constantly prepared and not, not expecting the devil to come. You're, you're, because he is who he is. Yeah. You know, and he's going to try to do what he's going to try to do, but to, but to continually posture ourselves before the Lord where he is the biggest thing in our lives. Yeah. Right. And, and, you know, cause I, I think, I think there was a time I spent so much time rebuking and casting down when I was like in my twenties that I, I made an, an idol. I mean, the enemy got too much credit. Oh yeah. And yeah, you know, it's like all of a sudden this speck that's been defeated is somehow stronger than God almighty to get me through, to get me through a moment, you know? Well, and yeah. And I'm sorry to cut you off there, but that's okay. 
But I, I love the fact that you were, you were alluding to, like, we got to major on the relationship with God. Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness, and those 40 days weren't spent in preparation for the temptation. They were spent just to be with his heavenly father, just to know God better, to get understanding of what he's going to do over the next three years of his life. And God is just like, he's out in the wilderness, just kind of getting one-on-one time with God. And then when the enemy shows up after 40 days of hanging out with God, no wonder it was so easy for him to win. Yeah. Okay. Final question. Okay. All right. Are you ready for this? You got to lean in. Leaning in. Okay. If you were to create a dodgeball team, what four players would be on your team? And you have to pick from ministers that you know of. Are you going to turn this into like some sort of like spiritual metaphor? No. Okay. No, this is, I will tell you my, (laughs) I will tell you, I will start if it helps. Okay. So I'm going to pick right away Stephen Furtick. Because he is wild, loud, and full of energy. I think I think he would be beard, dark complected. I think I've seen him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I've not real, really real loud. You can do it. Like he'd be the biggest cheerleader for the team. He'd be walking out. Woo! You know, he'd talk about how we, we got this. Um, Billy Sunday. Oh man, Billy go. Sunday. Yeah, okay, well, he played yeah. baseball. That's true. That's true. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he's got yeah. the arm. Okay, so yeah. I've got Stephen Furtick. You got Billy Sunday. Yeah. Obviously um, not, you know, pre-death. Yeah, right? I, yeah, no, that's you're, you're all good there. Okay, um, probably gonna go with Benny Hinn because he can knock him down. And it's already proven. <laughs> he don't need a ball. That's right. Okay. I mean, he didn't even he wouldn't even need a ball. He could knock you down. So yeah. I got Stephen yeah. Furtick, Benny Hinn. Uh, let's see, that's that's two out of my four. Who's your second? Okay, all right, you thinking? I am. Hey, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna grab Jeremy Johnson. Uh Creflo looks like an athlete. Ooh, Creflo Dollar does yeah. look like yeah. an athlete. Yeah, he does. Yeah. Obviously, yeah, I bet he could. Days. We're, we're having we're having to like move this around because yeah. I got you know a dead guy and another <laughs> guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. I, oh man, hopefully Creflo doesn't hear that you just called him old. But yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's, that's sorry, Creflo. Right. Sorry, sorry, sir. Yeah. Right. Uh, okay, so yeah, and I'm going with Jeremy Johnson. Uh, I feel like he would be. I think he would play strong to my strength. Like, I think we would play well together. You know, he's roughly the same age as me. If I remember, we used to play dodgeball. Yeah, I remember you being a minister, and you played dodgeball. So I'm just going to pick. I've seen you throw. You throw well. So okay. I got you. There you right? go. Right? Okay. All right. Pastor so, Brian. There you go. I'm on a pretty good team, man. Right, right. <laughs> I'm on with Billy's son. Right, right. Okay. Yeah. All right, I got to get one more in here. I mean, honestly, I'd, I'd pick my dad, but I just yeah. didn't want to have to, you know, play favorites. But, yeah, I think oh, yeah. My, my dad's intimidating. My dad or Casey Treat would definitely be the fourth pick. I just, I've never seen him throw. Oh, Your dad. he puts fear in people. Okay. I mean, like, okay. I All think right. my dad would be the minister, like, you know, Stephen Furtick would come out and encourage everybody. Uh-huh. Pastor would come out and instantly start dogging you. Like, make you feel, he'd be the minister that makes you feel bad. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Fire and brimstone uh, a little bit okay. from me. Okay, I got you. On, uh, the, on the field of battle, on the athlete yeah, field. Yeah, right, right, yeah right, exactly. Right. Only only in competition. Right. The, the, the person that I'm thinking of, I went on my first or second, second mission trip with, and he's from ORU. We just, like, our group happened to meet with their group, uh-huh. and we just teamed up, right? Okay. So it was the first mission trip I ever played a semi-leadership role in, but but this guy, this guy ran it. And uh, uh, he used to play baseball. 
Oh. And God said, hey, baseball or me. You, you, and he, yeah. he sacrifices. So I'm going for the baseball guys. Yeah, he's, uh, you've got some he's strategy. He's an ORU guy. I can't think of his name, though. That's oh, that's, that's okay. thing. That's, yeah. Former ORU minister yeah. that has uh, also had to leave the major leagues. Right. Well, I don't know if it was the majors. Oh. It, it might have been college ball I, or maybe a triple-A team. I don't know what it was, but I knew the guy was good. He was gifted, and he just he – Yeah, I'm not forward. sure now. I'm, after hearing your strategy of picking, like, these, you know, former – Baseball athletes, yeah. I, I would, I'd say we'd have a good game. I think so. If we lost, if my team lost, we'd be really loud about it. That's all <laughs> I know. Like it, it'd be a loud. Like your team would probably be more quiet on the field. Well, one of them's not living. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, definitely. Yeah. All right. Well, hey, this is unboxing scripture with Brian Lowe and Greg Martin. And I uh, just want to say thanks for hanging out with us. Uh, God bless you guys. Have an awesome week. We'll be back with another podcast later on next week. All right. Unboxing Scripture. Not your typical unboxing channel.